Hey there, folks. I hope you worked up an appetite because this episode is going to make you hungry. That's right, folks. Episode 149 of the Uticast. And this week we are joined by Nick Briggs and Ron Colangelo, a.k.a. Holy Smokes Barbecue and Come Fry With Me uh, from the Utica Food Truck Association as they prepare for the picnic in the park returning on May 15th. Uh, also this week we're going to talk about the White House Correspondents' Dinner, uh, Kanye West, uh, Kevin has a lovely rant he's got saved up for us, uh, a little bit of a history lesson, uh, a little bit of funny news, a little bit of tech corner, all this and so much more, folks. We are happy that you're back. Oh yeah. Once again to the Uticast episode 149. I didn't, I, 150 sneaking up on me. I wasn't really thinking about it, and now I am. You say that every week. Yeah, sneaking up on me. I keep thinking, it's still sneaking up on me. We're one week away. I'm still snuck, still snuck up on me. Uh, welcome back, folks. Uh, episode 149, joined this week by Nick Briggs and Ron Colangelo. Uh, you may know them from their food trucks, Holy Smokes, and Come Fry With Me from the Utica Food Truck Association. It was really nice talking to those guys uh nick actually is now a member of the uticast two-timers club he's joined the list uh i i'm really behind on trophies i was just gonna I'm, say that I'm i remember like, when i first came here there were trophies lined up there were like five people i have to send trophies yeah, to gotta go get some trophies i need to go back and clear out trophy shopping <laughs> yeah the exclusive uh trophy shopping i have to do um i of course am your host producer sam famalaro here as always uh Joined once again by Heather. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Good. I just got a new car. I was ready to <laughs> watch. I want everybody to know I had a new. I got a new car. I had that written down, and you jumped I the did. gun on Sorry. it. I went. I no, I wrote it down. I had, I had to go. I had to tell everybody. Did, so how did this all happen? Tell me. Tell me no. all the details. No, I don't want to tell you all the details because they're lame. But um, <laughs> it just I wanted. I need a new car. Mine was about to die, and I've never had a new car before. Like, I've never had a brand new car. Like, had 21 miles on it. It's brand new. What kind of car is this? It's a Subaru Forester. Mm. Hippie car. You're a total mom hippie now. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a mom in it today, too, a little bit, but it's okay. I'm going to have to go out. Is it out there right now? It's way up the road. I'm going to have to come kick the tires on it after we're going to take a look. The mom. It doesn't look like a wagon. It looks like a, <laughs> kind of like an SUV. I'm still cool. I'm still cool. I'm still cool. You know who else has a Subaru Forester? Who? My mom. Oh, <laughs> I'm just, no, like, I'm not true. joking. She's no, true. She does. Did people, everyone says their mom has one. Well, I mean, they're nice and safe, and people have them yeah, for a whatever. reason. Whatever. Keep going. All right. Wow. You're so mad. I'm not <laughs> trying to bring you down. I'm happy you got a new car. I'm happy you got a car, but my mom has the same one. She does. It's mom's a, a nice all, lady. It is indeed a fact, the though. What the hell's the matter with his mom? <laughs> it's <laughs> real. I'm not trying to tease you. It is indeed a it fact, though. Nice. That is. Can nice. I, I'll say that. Will this make you feel better? My stepdad also has a Subaru. Mm-hmm. But he always drives my mom's car instead. Okay, I feel Does that better. make you feel better? So it's better. cool enough that my stepdad wants to drive yes, her car. Yes. So you're as cool as my stepdad. <laughs> I hope he's cool. Did you enjoy that one, Sam? <laughs> I did enjoy that one. I'm just digging. This is the sound of one just man stop. digging his own grave. Have you ever seen it live on any podcast? Um, I got to ask you one question uh, about the sales process. Because when I went okay. to get my car, 
I feel like the most frustrating part for me is the process between when you decide, yeah, I want this one, and then you have to sit down and talk to, like, seven people, and it took a really long time yeah, for me. I feel like it should be faster, right? I should be like, I want this one. Is there, like, options? Well, the next day we were supposed to pick up the car, and he's like, and I'm like, we'll be there at four. Well, we're going to need about an hour and a half. I go, I thought we were just picking up the car. Yeah. He's like, no, I have to tell you about all the stuff in the car, like, yeah. all the features. I'm like, I don't care. I just want to go there, pick up the car, and go home. I had to stay there for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's what they're trying to upsell you. You don't have to work. stay there. Tell me to walk out. Tell me to cancel it. Mm. It's true. Yeah. I actually had the warranty on my. Oh, my car was used though, so I feel like I was like, yes, all the warranties you want to throw on this car. I'm not trying to pay for anything that's like five years. I'm also committed to this car for a long time. Yeah. So are you ready to like not have a car again for like this is your car going this forward? This is Kaz's car. I look at Kaz and go, this is your car. That's a really, that's a, I did not, I didn't put it that way in my mind. Wow. It puts a lot of of gravity on it. Wow. Jeez. Good call. I know. Good call. They do that in all the Subaru commercials. That's their whole thing. They're like, yeah, you'll still have this car when you're driving. Yep. Mm. There you go. Well, congratulations. I'm glad you you got a new car. It is always exciting. Uh, Does it have the new car smell? It does. I love the new car smell. I still have the paper on the floor. I won't take it off because I don't want to get mud. The, the floor paper. I left it in for like a week. It's still there. Yeah. Now, now, like th- at this point in time, my floor mats are actually jammed up into the thing because I've stepped on them all. I desperately need to get in my car with like a shop vac. I need to borrow somebody's shop vac and get no, in there. No, just go down to one of the... Any like the car wash places. They're on the timer when you do that. I don't want to be rushed. They give you a lot of time. I don't want to be rushed in the car. Uh, you could do that whole you could do that whole thing in one cycle. Tomorrow it's not that big of a car. Well, tomorrow it's 39 degrees right now as you record this, and tomorrow it's supposed to be 71. Be so maybe beautiful. tomorrow I'll feel good about going out there and uh, and zapping out my car. Hit it with the vacuum. It's tough. You got that black cloth interior, so and it holds everything. Yep. No matter how many times you vacuum over it, it still shows. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, so Kev, um, yo, I didn't have a, I had a thing for you. Oh, before uh, our guests came in today, yes, we were talking about uh, potential food truck ideas. Have you thought any further since then about our potential food truck ideas? Have you come up with any new ideas since an hour ago? <laughs> Not really. No, it seems like everybody <laughs> sort of got the market cornered everywhere. It does seem like everyone's got the market yeah, cornered. Yeah, seems like a lot. You got any food truck ideas you want to share with us? No, because they have everything I like right now. I can't think of anything. All right, let me pitch a couple things at you and see what your thoughts are. What are you more interested in? A food cart that did, like, just, like, different varieties of hot dogs, like a dog cart, hot dogs, sausages, whatever? Okay. Or a cart that did nothing but breakfast food? Ooh. Breakfast See, that's food. the response I was Yeah? Looking. Yeah. See, we were debating about this earlier. Yeah. Even if it's like 2 o'clock in I the afternoon? I love breakfast. I eat eggs, 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 That's what I said. 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Maybe that's the thing. Don't steal our stuff. This is an open discussion between I friends. Would, yeah. Yeah. That's, like a, that's the oh, thing. Somebody's going to steal it now. You could do like a taco pancake with eggs in the middle. Yeah. Oh, I'm hungry. You, you think I, I don't have ideas? I got ideas. I'm just not saying Oh, geez. No, I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah, I got ideas. I'm not giving it to You can have like a brunch, too. You can like come and have like... I, I was saying the issue. We were saying, <laughs> you're just hungry. You're just hungry all the time when you get. So wait, are you gonna eat Taco Bell in the new car? Yeah, of course. Okay, well I, you never you still got paper on the floors. Don't act like that's a crazy question. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Spilling taco meat all over the paper. There's a new taco out there. too. A new burrito just came out, so. I need to go try it. I <laughs> we should start doing every week we can have Taco Bell reviews with Heather. No, I'd be happy to do them. I'd be happy menu. to review Taco Bell for you. Uh, I actually went to... For all of you. I was out on... Uh, was it Saturday Saturday morning or Sunday morning? I was out 
Sun, it must have been Sunday morning because I had gotten back from my trip. I went out and got Taco Bell breakfast and it was delightful. Ooh, I haven't had that yet. Yo, I, I, I can't yet. I like how you were all gung-ho for my like breakfast food like food cart, but like you weren't into Taco Bell breakfast. No, I don't know. The picture looks scary. The nah. picture. Don't get the sketchy egg taco. That looks horrifying. <laughs> no, that thing's... <laughs> the egg taco. That no, looks that's really gross. gross. Yeah, yeah, no. Stick to the, the, the stuff that's always on the menu. The breakfast okay. crunch wrap. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what you want. Can we put that I on actually, your breakfast cart? It's good. I actually ride with the, the breakfast quesadilla. I know no one, not as many people like it. I think it's because you're obsessed with quesadillas. You I like quesadillas, too. I, you like I quesadillas. love quesadillas. I like, quesadilla. I like the quesadilla platform for serving things. I, the, the, I think the quesadilla has poor structural integrity. It's an issue. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll give you that. You know what I mean? I, I know what you're talking cut about. It, just cut it in half. And give me each larger half, I think. Okay. I see. Okay, I can get behind that, but I... Yeah, all right. I get They're behind the half. A place like a Taco Bell puts more sauce in this. So oh, it's no, too no, they don't. No. no. <laughs> I like it dripping right down my hand like, while I'm eating like, it. Like. No, no. No, no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Uh, so I got a special segment, a real quick segment to share with you guys. Uh, I went to this conference this week. I was in a conference over the weekend in Albany for my job, and we stayed in this really fancy uh, three-star hotel that I'd never... Three-star. Three, uh, okay, so okay. That, it sounds funny, but like I was told that three-star is apparently a very nice hotel, okay. right? Because apparently, I, I don't know what the scaling means on the star. Four note. is the top, I yeah. think. Yeah, four is the top. Yeah, three is okay. nice. And whatever, like, a four-star hotel, it's, like, wild, right? So we were in this hotel in Albany for three days, and I, I can't even describe it to you. So so for a little bad podcast, I'm going to say, folks, go to your Google machine and type in the Desmond Hotel Albany and look at this picture while I show it to Kevin and Heather. This is what the hotel looked like. It looks like an old colonial, like, town, right? Like, all these oh, buildings like and this. windows show it to me. are, like, hotel rooms that overlook this courtyard, right? Okay. It's really strange. I've never seen anything like it. I it's felt, only, what, 180 a night? Is that what that's saying? It there? says updated. Well, this looks like a deal on TripAdvisor for 180 oh, a night, but okay. normally 264. Uh, either way, uh, it was very cool, and that was a little bad radio Google lookup for our listeners out there. But look it up. It's really cool. Um, I don't they pay like you money. Yeah. It's part of my job, right? No, I'm saying like they no, pay no, you no. to the podcast and be like, hey, everybody. <laughs> no, I just thought it was. <laughs> Jump on Google, get the rates, you can get a deal through TripAdvisor. I, yeah, I'm your, Sam Fabularo. You brought up the thing, yeah, it was on the bottom. Promo I didn't... Code. Uh, yeah, <laughs> type in Uticast and see if anything comes up. I don't think that's how that works. Um, no, but it was weird. And it was. And here's the point I'm getting at it's a really, really nice hotel. Yeah. Check it out, it's really cool. That because dude throwing change around the I, studio. I was playing catch with a nickel and I dropped it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was. It is a really nice hotel, and even with that, I stayed in the room. I still could not sleep comfortably in a hotel. I, something, never, I never can sleep in a hotel. I don't know what it is. There, I could not sleep any of the nights. It was really comfortable. It was really nice, and I still was... Something about the not being in like a bed that I'm mm-hmm. familiar with is very unsettling to me. I was tossing and turning all night. Stayed up watching television. So I can, I can say Every time we go out anywhere, go away, I can't yeah, sleep. Yeah, I don't know. Only at home. I don't know. I no, I'll sleep forever in a hotel. <laughs> really? You do it? Well, it depends. I, I mean, it depends what you get. You know, because sometimes you'll get, like, um, depending on the mattress and the pillow situation, what they have. But, yeah, if it's comfortable and towards, like, what I like, then, yeah, it works. I feel like it never is. I feel like it's always, like, there's either not enough comforters or the room has, like, pumping air conditioning. And I find that the mattresses are the always... It's always dry. Dry. Ugh. The mattresses are always too firm and the pillows are too soft in mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. They yeah. give you those feather pillows, which aren't worth a damn, because no. you need like six of them to prop your head up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, it was a good conference otherwise. 
that's that. All right, you guys ready to move on to some some news for the week? Depending on what it is. Depending on what it is. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the news is pretty whatever this week for the most part. It's not super Trump heavy, although we are we're going to talk about the White House correspondence dinner because it seems like everyone is talking about it today. Uh, comedian Michelle Wolf is the person who's getting a lot of. It's weird because it seemed like when I I first saw the article, and for those people who haven't seen anything, uh, Michelle Wolf uh, gave a pretty controversial. Uh, stand-up, I guess you call it a stand-up routine, right? It's pretty much what it is. You're mm-hmm. just being paid to do it at an event. Right. Um, that people are debating. People thought she was very harsh on uh, Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, here's my... I'm going to start with this right here. I don't understand why whoever set up this event would invite Michelle Wolf there, right? Did, did they not know who she was? Because, they did. So then why are people... They out- liked it. They did like the it. The only people that are outraged are the fucking morons on Fox News and all the idiots who still support the goons in the White House. There's only a few people that It's false outrage. Out. There's nobody There's nobody who you can take seriously who's acting in good faith who's outraged in any way, shape, or form that has even remotely half a leg to stand on. Mm. At all. Fair. Nobody. Strong take. I like it. Nobody. <laughs> I, think you're, I think the issue is, and I saw, I saw something like on CNN. Now, I, I know CNN's fake news, whatever. But there's a thing on CNN where it's like a lot of these people are... You know, how can you be mad at anything that she said and then be like, there's a lot of stuff that Trump says that, you, you know, it's fine, though, when Trump says it. Like, yeah, you can't. You can't, right? You can't. You want to call everybody snowflakes? Don't be a snowflake. <laughs> yeah. If you can dish it out, you can certainly take it. And if you can't, then shut up. I also Just, think it's silly. Yeah. I, yeah. Do you have any, it up. You watched it. Did you? I heard just, some of it. Yeah. And I, didn't, I didn't actually watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought now. She was harsh. Yeah. And she was really hard. Yeah, she should be. <laughs> had you ever... Okay, so let me ask you this question. Had you ever heard of Michelle Wolf otherwise? No. Okay. I think that's a lot of the, the issue for it. She... I was surprised. Like, I've said this story before. I saw Michelle Wolf in New York a few years ago opening for an improv show that my friend was in when she was still a stand-up comedian. She's... I was surprised that she was, like, famous enough to get invited to do this. And I don't, I'm not knocking her. I think she's hilarious. I just didn't know that she was that level of celebrity and because of all this like i think this is the first time a lot of people are hearing about who she is yeah i right? never heard of her till i think if anyone has ever seen her material and if you do anything about her before and this is not out of line with anything she's ever said or done like this is probably a she, people she's getting a lot of outrage she probably loves it do you know what i mean like apparently she has like a netflix show or something coming out she's mm-hmm. yeah yeah, she, this is the, she I mean, talks about Trump on it. It's so. the exact same way and style that she's done comedy for her whole career. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they put her out here. And I don't. I haven't heard any outrage from anybody who's coming from a place of good faith, who's not being hypocritical with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hmm. And it's just like, it's this whole thing where, you know, they sit here and you'll even see people on the left go out of their way to like, just whip themselves over stuff and be like, oh, we can't go this far and we can't do this. Like, it's just... You invited somebody to do a comedy routine. They made jokes. The jokes were harsh because they were talking about bad people who never have to take their comeuppance from mm-hmm. anybody else in the mainstream. And, like, so it happened. But for anybody to be outraged, like, oh, we shouldn't we shouldn't say things like that, do things like that. They didn't attack anybody on, you know, she didn't attack anybody on, like, gender. She didn't attack Sarah Sanders on her appearance at all, even though no. they're saying she did. They didn't. You know what I mean? So they just, like, that's, you get what you pay for. It's a roast. Like, nobody was yeah. mad when it was... Colbert and you know George Bush was the president and he tore him apart probably even worse. Well, I think people were that was a, that was one that got a lot of press. When's the last yeah. time you heard about somebody at the White House dinner that got this much press? I think they stopped doing as many people. No, when it. Obama did it, they talk about. It. I mean, this is one of the bigger ones. Yeah, but like this is a thing every year. And for the second year in a row, the president was a coward, didn't even go. 
So if you're also not going to go and you're going to send these people to sacrificial lambs, they're going to get even worse because you're a big talking bully coward for idiots and mm. we should pull it all into the light because it's shameful and you should be shamed. I actually thought she did a good job of uh, not – she hit the media a little bit too, just being like, you guys are obsessed with Trump. Yeah, was, she, did, she, she, she hit good. everybody. She told them like, yeah, you guys killed the media. She went after every single person. So, I mean, mm. there's nothing to be mad about, literally at all. I, I'm just can, can I give you this one that I thought was really funny? This was about sure. Kellyanne Conway. You guys have got to stop putting Kellyanne Conway on your shows. All she does is lie. If you don't give her a platform, she has nowhere to lie. It's like that old saying, if a tree falls in the woods, how do we get Kellyanne under that tree? <laughs> I'm not suggesting she gets hurt. Just stuck. Stuck <laughs> under a tree. <laughs> I, just, I just really like that. That's what I mean. It's amazing. <laughs> like, but like that, I actually like that last point that she said that last line because that's something really... They, is, well, because these morons would have been out here screeching like and howling. The, yeah. the tolerant left advocating for murder. Okay, guys. Yeah. Yeah, she actually. I think that if you if you really break down a lot of the stuff she said, she did a really good job of saying nothing that could be construed as no, like yeah, very smartly because she did it smart. I mean, mm. if, if these people who are so upset about her are gonna sit here and and support the president of the United States of America when he's you know attacking people, bullying people, you know, fat shaming people, making making fun of people and saying horrible stuff yeah. to everybody all the time, like if he can call Africa shithole countries and talk about grabbing by the and- pussy. Then this lady can come out here and make jokes back. Yeah. (laughs) All of it. How about the Olympics? That was awful. (laughs) Uh, So let's move on from that. That's pretty good. Let's move on. Uh, It's not going to get any better for a minute. Let's, uh, it was big news this week. The real big story this week is that Kanye West is back (laughs) on Twitter getting prepared for a, uh, a new. I've heard various rumors about what we're actually getting from Kanye. I've heard two albums, he's doing a solo album. And an album with Kid Cudi, who mm-hmm. I used to like, but I feel like I haven't heard a lot of Kid Cudi albums in a long time. Mm-hmm. But I've also heard rumors that he's going to put out, like, six albums or something outrageous. No, his, his label. He's got a bunch of people on his label. Oh, on his label. Yeah, he's got a lot of people on Good Friday Music, so he's looking to, I think it's like four to six across the whole label over the yeah. summer. And I think a couple of them are people he's had that he's trying to put up in the come up that I don't remember. And then he's got one person, like he said he's putting on a Nas album. He's got Nas on oh, his okay. label, so he claims he's going to put out a Nas album. Uh, so he's been getting a lot of mixed coverage, seemingly for saying he's saying wild things. He's said in the past that he supported Trump, and he had the picture wearing the "Make America Great Again" hat, and he did all sorts. Seemed to outrage a lot of people. People were very angry. I'm kind of here to sort of push the "Don't believe the hype" on this. I think this is all just Kanye trying to mm-hmm. be. It's, it's marketing, right? Yeah. And I. Every time Kanye does something wild, it's always generally right before he's going to do some, he's going to drop an album. This happens all the time. I'm wondering, though, if people are going to be able to move past this one as easily as they moved past stuff in the past. Like, people moved past him getting up on stage and taking the mic from Taylor Swift and being like, I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce was the best. They moved past that pretty quickly once the album came out. If his new album comes out and it's trash, or if it's not as good as the last album... I don't think people are going to be so quick to like let him off the hook for being a jerk and being a weirdo on Twitter this time. That's just my thought. I don't know. And I like Kanye West. I'm like a Kanye West supporter for the most part. His music is pretty good. The album's got to be good. Album's yeah. got to be good. But it's tough. It's it's going even further out. It's like sometimes you feel personally tested. As a Kanye West <laughs> fan, it's like how much it's more true. Yeah. madness yeah, can it's you true. put out there because like... We all, you know, you always make the argument like when he was being like a jerk to Taylor Swift or whatever else people didn't like him for, and like, oh, Kanye is the worst. 
he's putting out classic album after classic album after classic, <laughs> classic album. album. But like now he's really getting out there and like weird and experimental yeah, no, and like the you know, I like Jesus a lot and I liked Life of Pablo, but like he's getting close to the edge. Yes, and if he it comes is. out on the album just absolute garbage, it's gonna be tough. Then it's gonna it's be kind of hard to come back. You're gonna have that. to sort of wash the hands. Yeah, it's true. Well, give me a reason to wash my hands. <laughs> uh, can I say though that um, I gotta I gotta say the the best moment of this for me uh, featured uh, Emma Gonzalez from the Parkland School uh, the students. So he put up a picture of Emma Gonzalez saying "My hero Emma Gonzalez" on Twitter, and she responded by putting a picture of her hero James Shaw Jr., who is the guy from the Waffle House shooting who mm-hmm. saved uh, saved everybody. And Kanye had no response. He was burned on Twitter. Good my favorite, her. my favorite part her. about that is like all these people, nice. all these morons rushing to embrace him. Like all the you know the right wing like lunatics and Fox News. Like yeah, see Kanye West, he's he's one of the you know the good guys. Like he gets it. Like they're like fake embracing him because they yeah. think it proves their point. These are the same people that told LeBron to stick to basketball. They yeah. always tell people to stick to whatever they do if they make a point they disagree with. So these people are embracing Kanye for days, and he's like, Emma Gonzalez is my hero. And, you know, talking about, you know, because he yeah. obviously sees things on both sides, and all these yeah. people are like, oh, wait, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on, just watching their heads explode, trying to play both sides and yeah. stuff like that. That was my favorite yeah. part. Uh, so, yeah, Kanye's back. I guess it's the end of that story. <laughs> uh, and I guess, uh, so we, we had a Claudia, two Claudia Tinney stories last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Kev, you wanted me to make a point to remind you that you had something you wanted to bring up about Claudia this week, so I'm going to give you a moment. Yes. Dirty yeah. dirt. Uh, I mean, it's not necessarily dirty dirt. It's just more of the same, like being a scumbag in public. But this one didn't happen to make the news or anything like that. Uh, so this past week, there was the opening for Utica Little League. Mm-hmm. Utica Little League had their opening ceremonies, and so a lot of times these opening ceremonies, they invite people from all over the community to get them to be gassed up, get the kids gassed up for you know the fun season ahead, and they have different local politicians sometimes come and speak. Well, they got our sitting congressperson, uh, for the time being, Claudia Tenney, to come speak at the opening of the Utica Little League. Mm. Claudia Tenney went up there and decided to make a whole speech about how she plays on, she's like, it's kind of like what I do, we play on this bipartisan team and we're fighting against the fake news bears. And she turned it into a really, really clunky, like... Almost Trump style, like we're sitting here fighting against the fake news media and the deep state and the liberals um, at the South Utica Little League, which is ages nine through twelve and (laughs) under um, at Utica Little League. So she went and made a speech, and she specifically said that her bipartisan team is facing the fake news bears. She made it all about her because she's completely tone deaf. She might not even be human. She can't relate to people, and she shouldn't represent anybody let alone our great district. So uh, vote in November and make sure you're registered because that's really important. Go ahead. I'm embarrassed to even hear that. Everybody should be. We should be embarrassed that she's our congressperson. If you'd like some further reading on this, uh, (laughs) earlier this week, uh, Politico actually did a really uh, interesting write-up on Claudia Tenney called, uh, here's the title for you folks if you want to listen to, uh, read it, Uh, Tenney's Red Meat Rhetoric Alarms House Republicans. And it's a story about how a lot of Republicans are concerned that her rhetoric is too strong even for the mainstream Republican platform. Because she's a lunatic. And it's crazy when you read about it online, like you read some comment sections, you see some stuff on Reddit whenever she does this. People always talk about, like, Jesus, what the hell's going on up there in upstate New York? And, like, oh, it must be all the rednecks in Utica. This is the person who represents our, you know, what we seem to think is a great area and this, you know, burgeoning, growing area. This is the person who represents us to the entire country. And, like, that's pretty serious. So even if you think you don't care about politics, you have to vote. And you might have your issues with, you know, other candidates, but there's literally nobody that's yeah. worse than Claudia Tenney. Uh, so nobody. This is, we can send Rainbow. Yeah. We can send I'll anybody. This is an interesting quote. Um, 
from from the Politico piece. Uh, this is from uh, a staunch Trump critic who is backing Tenney's Democratic opponent. Oh, her unmitigated support of all things Trump is more a function of her personal ambition and general extremism on all subjects. Uh, Claudia is a quote unquote wasted seat. Unquote. Harsh. Yeah. Harsh. Yeah. Harsh. Wait till she's gone. Yeah. Uh, well, mm, I hope so. No, she'll be gone. You said, <laughs> I didn't think Trump not was without gonna, the hard work. Listen, doesn't, not without the hard work. You got to get in there and vote, folks. Voting is important. Vote, volunteer, vote, vote, organize, vote. talk to people, make sure um, everybody's registered. And I want to pull this back around to the to the White House Correspondents' Dinner for just one second, okay? Sure. I've seen some people, I saw an article as well this week that said that Anthony Brindisi is running too many attack ads on, on Claudia. He's going very harsh. Who is it from? Probably one of these okay. idiots. Now, here's what I'm going to say, and this is the same thing about people who were mad about what Michelle Wolf said, okay? Stop giving people so many things to attack you for. Like, stop doing so many terrible, dumb things, and then people won't have so many things to attack you about. There's my final statement on both of those things. If you do terrible things, and people talk about them, that doesn't mean you didn't do them. You're just going to deny them, but there you go. Don't do things that are stupid if you don't want people to attack you for them. Heather, you look upset. What's no, <laughs> I'm just tired of both sides attacking no, I get it. And I, I rather hear what what's gonna be what their plan is, their agenda. Then, but that's but that's been tried though. I know the left in this country and the Democrats in this country have been doing that for over thirty years. But I'm like gone to the point now where I don't even listen to either of them by strategy. That's the strategy. But they're that they, both that done. They've they washed like like a lot of people don't want to even read what they're posting. It's true. Both sides are being completely silly. I don't think that's accurate at all. I think that that's that's the specific coordinated strategy to get people. To tune out, like, oh, both sides are the same, it doesn't matter. But when you actually compare the actions and the things these people say and what they do on a consistent month-to-month and year-to-year basis, it just doesn't hold up the two sides are doing the same things to the same level. And I think that dismissive rhetoric is harmful and dangerous. I do not think that they're on the same level. I just... Another time. After the show. <laughs> after show. After party. You know we're right. not hard to find. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. That got uh, a little heavy. We need a little um, aperitif or something. Uh, an amuse-bouche to, uh, to cleanse us, to cleanse our palate from all this heavy, heavy uh, discussion. So let's get into this week's interview. Uh, it's the second time on the show uh, for GFOP, Nick Briggs of Holy Smokes Barbecue, a uh, great friend of the pod. I'm glad that he hasn't shaved his beard off. I'm seeing more people shaving their beards these days. And I think we need these people who come to be on interviews to, you know, bring things as tribute. <laughs> Next time, we get to Nick to bring us some barbecue. I know, it's true, a little Mac attack. <laughs> the problem is, though, if you even suggest that to him, you'd show up at nine pans, you'd be eating barbecue for a month, because that's the kind of guy he is. <laughs> uh, and joining him this week, uh, also representing the Utica Food Truck Association, is Ron Colangelo from Come Fry With Me uh, Food Truck. So we had a nice little uh, three-person interview interview this week uh great to talk to him about the uh the return of picnic in the park on may 15th uh a few weeks away i'm excited for all the delicious food trucks i like food trucks i like food i like being out in the sun it's all happening it's getting it's coming, it's coming. oh my god I winter's can't wait. over don't, don't say it don't jinx it yet she jinxed it she jinxed it oh my god you jinxed it we'll be back in just a moment
Um, so Nick, I gotta say, uh, I was on I was on a trip actually this week. I was in I was in Albany for a conference for work. Okay. And um, I realized on my way out, I was like, man, I really gotta I gotta find somebody for the for the show this week. I had I had been doing stockpiled interviews for the last two weeks. So it's something I had already recorded because I'm in like finals week for, right, for right, right. graduate school and stuff. So I'm just like, oh god, this is like I'm never gonna have time this week to get somebody, and uh, I was in a hotel room oh, right. when you messaged me, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> coming through with the clutch. I love it, baby." So Nick, you were a saving grace. No, when I started, no, like, no. I th- usually, when I get a message on Facebook Messenger, it's bad news. <laughs> Generally, it's like someone I don't want to talk to. Uh, but this, oh, this was man. very nice, and I appreciated it. Thank you, uh, thank you for having us. I appreciate it. Oh, it's my great pleasure. And of course, I have uh, Nick Briggs of Holy Smokes Barbecue and Ron Colangelo of Come. Fry with me, yes. who is a first time uh, member of the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. Yes, thanks for having us. Are you intimidated yet by being No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always ask people too, and I've never had them on. I try to ask people, do you know what a podcast is and did you know before you came? Yes. All right, cool. Yes. All right, good. That's good to know. I'll put you in the yes column. <laughs> so you're like, you're in on it. Good. Yes, Very good. Yes. Some people have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, uh, you gentlemen here today talking with about the Utica Food Truck Association and yes. uh, starting with uh, May 15th is your Picnic in the Park Returns. Yes, yes. Uh, where's the exciting. first location? Uh, we're going to be right over here at Roscoe Conklin. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, right off the Memorial Parkway. Uh, we'll be in the upper lot to start. Nice. And uh, we'll be there for the for the until September 11th. Will be our last one. I love it. I love it. You must be uh, you must be very excited and also stressed out at the same time. Um, we're more excited. We've yeah. been working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, listen, it was a long winter, <laughs> so we've been working, and it, it's uh, you know we had most of our stuff in place actually by the end of January. So well, I gotta ask you guys this. I was gonna save it for the middle section, but since we're already talking about it. It's 36 degrees today, right now, as we're outside. And then tomorrow, it's going to be 71. I don't know what kind of world we live in. But even as the way your business works, it does have to be frustrating the way the weather's been for the last month, right? It's got to, at least a little bit, it's got to be frustrating. We're, uh, it has been. Yeah. We're hoping that, uh, what we're saying now is that we just, we hope that it just goes ahead and gets it, you know, Mm. does whatever it wants to do right now, (laughs) and then come, you know, (laughs) beginning of that summer month, let's, you know, and then Mm. let's have a beautiful summer afterwards. Uh, so... Nick, I want to stick with you for just a minute, since, uh, again, this is your second time on the show. Congratulations. You Thank are you. now a member of the notorious Uticast Two-Timers Club. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, along with many dignitaries from uh, from the city, so congratulations. Thank you. And also, much like last week's uh, uh, Two-Timers Club member, Dave Delachase, I didn't realize you were going to be on here this week, so I don't have a trophy for you. So I have to put you and him on the list to send you guys trophies. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Uh, but the last time you were on the show uh, was 32 weeks ago, episode 117. That was September 18th, 2017. Yeah. Um, so congratulations on uh, on being a two-timers club member, but also you had, you're had you a new dad again. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. First time. First time, yeah. First, first time, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So congratulations on that. That's a much bigger trophy than yeah, I could ever buy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so, how old is uh, how old? Now is it? He is uh, six weeks now. Six, oh God, yeah. six weeks. Yeah, he's oh, six the weeks. Good times are still here then. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I didn't I didn't sleep much before working with the food truck, so it's just kind of like throwing everything in rotation. That's all. Uh, well, well, congratulations. Thank it's you. Uh, it's I I uh, I don't have kids of my own, but I had nieces and nephews who I was around at the very early stages, and it's. It's a lot of fun. Right. Then right. it gets stressful. Right. Then it's fun again. <laughs> it's, all, it's all in a big cycle. Um, and I have to say, 
I didn't totally know whether we were going to get more folks in today from from uh, Utica Food Truck Association. Yep. I have to say, I don't know what I have to do to get your buddy Tank Ramirez on here. I gotta. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. You know, I feel bad. I feel bad because actually, last time I saw him, I was like, I think I was like, yeah, come on the show. And I, when we got busy, and I haven't talked to him. So he's gonna call me tomorrow and be like, you took Nick on again instead of putting me in, on for right, the first right, time. I need an invite, right? Yeah. So Ron, please give him a hard time when you see him that you've been on before. He. Has. So, uh, and Ron, I guess let's start with you since you're uh, this is your first time on the sure. show. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Uh, and I asked the same question. Uh, and you are well. Let's start here. You are the you call yourself the owner, manager, head chef. What's your owner operator? Owner operator of Come Fry with Me. Uh, for folks who haven't been to your truck or who don't know anything about it, what's your elevator pitch for, for what you guys do? Oh, jeez, we do... It's tough, right? Throw it right here. Bring it, 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 it the <laughs> <laughs> We do uh, two dozen different uh, french fry dishes. So oh, people nice. ask us, you know, like, what, 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 how do you describe your food? I say it, it's... Uh, the french fries are a vehicle for what we do. Okay, and very nice. everything else thrown on top of it is, is you know, how we differentiate. Sure, sure. Um, you know, so we now you talking like poutine style? Or yeah, like, yeah, that's one of them. It's actually oh, yeah. <laughs> one of our most popular dishes. Good man, I love it. I mess with poutine, right for on. sure. Right for on. sure. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so I got to ask you this question. Uh, we, you know, Kevin and I have always talked about, like, if we were going to start a food truck, like, what our idea would be. And it's always coming from, like, a place of what your inspiration was. there, like, a moment when you were like, yeah. Yes. Fries, fries yes. in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We were at, my wife and I went to, um, uh, it was a farming concert mm-hmm. in Saratoga. And at that time, I didn't know what poutine was. Sure. So she was from Western New York, very familiar with the dish. And we sat in this line for like 45 minutes. And all this time, I'm thinking, like, what the hell? What are we doing here? Mm. So we got, I'm, I'm watching these people <laughs> prepare this food, you know, and, and, we got our food and it was it was excellent and I got to thinking like man you could just do so many cool things with French yeah. fries, <laughs> so I I went home and I started like brainstorming it. We you know started jotting stuff down on paper, mm. and after a while I figured out like I was looking at a menu. Yeah. So at that point we decided that we we're gonna you know pull the trigger on the idea and, and mm. go ahead and start a food truck. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. And this is uh you this is you and your your like my wife your wife your yeah. wife decided to do this together. So yes. Like, yeah. So you guys yeah. are like. In this together. Oh, yeah. She's very much, I mean, although she doesn't spend nearly as much time in the truck as I do, <laughs> um, she's very much a, a focal point of uh, our business. Wonderful. And many particularly. Uh, so I got a couple questions for you just because I always ask people. Uh, you are, I did my research as a professional journalist, but I always do for you. Well, it's not funny. Come on, we laugh. So I did my research of going on Facebook and checking out your information. Uh, you're originally from Rome, New York? Yes, sir. Very, and you went to RFA? Yes. And you graduated what year? 2003. Oh, man. So you're right in my wheelhouse for us to have been rivals. I'm Proctor 04, so yes, I'm you, trying to think. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. You certainly are in that <laughs> wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. I, I, that was like a thing, though, that I remember, like, I didn't feel that to be a rivalry the way that people made it out to be. Everyone thought we were, everyone, I think, and this is from being a Proctor kid, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone thought they were rivals with Proctor. And we never were like, we're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, sure, that's fine. I feel like we get in a lot of fights with ourselves. But like, yeah, I guess that was the thing. And one of the things that drove me nuts as a Proctor guy though, growing up in that era was I remember specifically going to see a basketball game where Proctor was playing Henniger in the state tournament, state, you know, state yep. championship tournament. Yep. And uh, Henniger had this guy, Andre Black, who ended up playing in the NBA. He was oh, wow. amazing, right? Oh, well, wow. he was amazing then. He was a good NBA player in college, but he was, like, back then, he was a stud. Yeah, yeah. But I remember going to watch Henniger versus Proctor at RFA 
and it was right when our it was RFA was relatively new. Then yeah, that was that would have been the first graduating year. Yeah, and I and I walked into that building. And I was like, what? <laughs> 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 it's like a college campus. They yeah. have couches and like, a, like an esplanade yeah. here. Under the front. It's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, and then you know Proctor like got redone and it. It looked like a high tech correctional facility. It was like all sort of like, it, I swear to God, I don't mean that. Medical, it's color coded. Yeah. There's different levels. It's super confusing to get around. And I was like, what is this? Where's our couches and like lounge chairs? I was so jealous that RFA had a beautiful building. Uh, so there, so you went to RFA, went through, you went to Rome schools all the way through. Yeah, all the way through. through. And you went to college at SUNY IT? Yeah, SUNY IT. What was your, uh, what was your degree? Business administration. So at the time in SUNY IT, business administration, what did you think you were taking that degree to use it for? Uh, you know, what? I it, it was such a diverse degree that I could have went, you know, yeah. in a dozen different ways. Um, I bounced around after graduating, um, you know, to a couple of jobs, desk jobs, sales mm. jobs, and really just wasn't satisfied. You know, mm. I mean, it was an income and that was fantastic because I have a family at home, but um, I didn't love it. What was the very last job you had before? Before getting into the food truck thing, Jeez, was I, there like a moment where you're like, I can't do this? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I worked um, as a dental claims approver at uh, a local insurance company. Sure, and, is that a cubicle job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And with your brother, we, we, yeah, <laughs> I listen, I, I, I very much enjoyed most of the people that I worked with, but. That mm. just wasn't for me. You know, I couldn't see myself there in 20, 25 years. You don't have to be magnanimous with me. I think the issue is not the jobs itself. I think you have to be a certain type of individual to yes. be able to sit in that cubicle yeah. all day. The, it, uh, it's, you just have, it's not, some people are not wired that way. No. I, I knew immediately that this is not something I can do. No, right? yeah. and you know, it was in that job where I fell in love with podcasts. So you asked yeah. me about podcasts. Oh, no. <laughs> there you go. There, you know, it, but... It, it just, you know, I, I need to be moving. I need yeah. to be, you know. You know, that's, it, I I went into the education sector after my last job was, again, for a larger scale insurance company that had a, a base locally here. And, um, again, I respected anyone who did that job. I made sure. I, I don't feel bad saying I made more money doing that at, than what I do now. Mm-hmm. But I don't have panic attacks in the morning anymore yes, when I was right, driving to work. Right. I think to yeah. myself, like, oh, God, I have to do this thing for an hour and it's giving me stress, let alone the eight hours I'm really going to be here. Right. right? right. Plus the two hours of mandatory overtime. They're making <laughs> right, me take, right. right? Like, yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. No. Right? Um, but let me ask you this question. Cause this is sort of where I want, I, you guys can both bring me back in. Cause this is where I wanted to sort of start. There's a, there's a debate me and Kevin were having about this before you guys came in. It doesn't seem like the kind of thing, having a food truck that you can do as your quote unquote second job. <laughs> but it does seem like the kind of thing you have to have another job initially to support. I, I don't know. Where's the, like, it's tough to be, to begin. Like, I feel like if I wanted to start a food truck, I'd want to quit my job and put everything into it. But I feel like I would need to have a job initially to start doing that, right? You would almost have to, to succeed. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can tell you that the decision to leave my last job wasn't because I couldn't deal with it any longer sure. because I knew that if I was going to do this, I needed to be right. put 110% right. of my okay. efforts into it. Sure. Um, you know, so, I mean, a nickel be the first one to tell you, I mean, <laughs> you, your day never ends sometimes. Yeah. You know, right. sure. it, it, and it's just one of those things where it cannot be secondary in your life. Okay. You know? yeah. Not if you plan to make it successful. You know? Sure. Right. Sure. And that's what I'd say. If you're trying to make a, 
I mean, you could do it as a secondary thing, but you'd have to scale yourself. It's all about what you're trying to achieve, really, is what I'm, I think. Yeah. You know now, what I mean? I'm not implying that this is the kind of casual thing that you can do as a second job, right? It's not an Uber thing. I'm just saying, like... I mean, you can, yeah. but, but you can. Like, if you're if you're just trying to do farmer's markets here yeah. and there and stuff like that, um, you really can just focus on doing those small-town events and, and just stick with that and, you know, do whatever you're comfortable with. But for, for most of us to... to, to build further businesses, you know, to build further business and to, uh, to turn it into something else. Yeah. You really, I would recommend running it full time. Sure. It, sure. it, uh, it really is something that, like you said, you got to give it, your day never ends sometimes. You got to give it everything you got until it's done. At this point in time for you guys, this, this is all of you guys, the only jobs you guys have at the moment. That, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. that's actually encouraging to hear for me. Cause I was curious about like what that's like, what it's like in terms of the business aspect. I'm always very curious about it and I think it's because, like, we've talked about this last time you were on here, Nick. I think there did seem in the, uh, the mid to late 2000s, there was a big boom for food trucks. And right. I, one of the reasons, I think, is food trucks, unlike uh, a big-scale restaurants like the ones I feel like I worked in in New York and stuff, allow for innovation in a way that bigger restaurants don't, at least in my opinion. I don't know if that's something you guys have noticed. You know, Certainly. You, oh, yeah. I've oh, seen yes. it with the way you Definitely. guys have done stuff for a long time. Oh, yeah. That's sort of the engine of the industry in a weird way. Right, yeah. right. Is that creativity and switching up? You know, when you come to a food truck, they don't, they don't want to get the same thing that they're getting at a restaurant. They yeah. want something different. You know, it's it's, they, they they want barbecue, but they want it to be creative and not that just not just a normal. You know, I do regular pulled pork sandwiches, but they don't just want always just right. a pulled pork sandwich. So, so is there like a is there like a comfortable level where you feel like you need to change up the menu but keep it real like. Is there like a fine line to be pulled between where you want to change things up enough to keep it fresh, but you also have certain things you're probably never getting rid of on right. the menu, right? Right, yeah. right. So it's like we we generally stick to uh, most of us generally stick to six to ten uh, menu items sure. on our menus, mm. and uh, we kind of focus on those menu items and we want to do those six to ten menu items really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 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 yeah. kind of how we focus the truck, and um, as far as uh, you know, as, as far as switching it up, we I would say that we liked we would love yeah. to switch it up more sure. than what we actually do. Mm-hmm. Only because if we switched it up all the time, you know, it's hard. One, it's hard just to get the new product out to everybody right. and get them to the truck before you're done doing that, mm-hmm. you know, new product. So that's an interesting point, and it's something I've always thought about. Even when I was living in New York and I was working in, uh, I worked in a restaurant called. Um, Carmine's in New York City. It's a big uh, family-style restaurant. And um, what I always thought was interesting about Carmine's is it had this, like, massive menu. There was tons and tons of stuff on the menu. And, and for the most part, I feel like everything was pretty good. But at the end of the day, I would say that 90% of the people who went in there got chicken parmesan, uh, you know, the fried calamari. The heavy hitters. The, the heavy hitters. Like the same right. five or six items. And I always think to myself, like, people would get, like, let's say the eggplant parmesan. They'd be like, it was only okay. I'm like, well, yeah, it's no one, no one gets it. I don't, right. I don't know why it's on the menu. Right, exactly. Like to a certain. So I guess what my question is, like, for not just not even just the food trucks, is it important to sort of have like a signature item or items that you have to sort of focus on? Does that become like a big important part of building a menu? Sure. I mean, yes. I, I think that. I mean, it, it, in my case, I didn't know what was going to be popular coming. Right. Out of it. Maybe so, just you discover it as time comes on. So too, yeah, right? I mean, as, as, yeah, as as we got into you know some of the bigger events with uh, picnic in the park and you know uh, some of the farmers markets that we were doing, um, you you discover very quickly what 
is popular. Yeah. You know, what people come back for. And then, you know, mm. you, you develop uh, a relationship with the people that, that come back mm. and order the same thing every week. And, you know, through that, I discovered what, what was really popular. See, that's interesting. When I was living in... When I was living in Brooklyn, there were a couple restaurants that opened up, small restaurants in like the Brooklyn area. But they almost opened up under the idea that they were going to go all in on the strength of this one thing they made. Like they didn't have like a whole bunch of menu and they were waiting to see what shook out. It's like, "All right, we're doing collage. This is it. The only thing we're doing, we're doing collage. And if people don't like it, right. we're in a lot of trouble." <laughs> right? Right? And I've seen scenarios where it worked. Like in particular that collage stand did very well. It was a big hit. Mm-hmm. There was a small like sandwich stand across the street that was doing like I don't know panini style sandwiches right. and they were fine, but I don't think that people were like in desperate need of another sandwich shop. And if that's right. all you do, you've sort of stuck yourself. So I think there is a danger on that side too if you go all in on this one thing and it doesn't hit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's uh, and that's a big like he said, it's trial and error. Okay. You really got to go out there and just um, in the beginning you just start and you put things out that you think that you think tastes well and yeah. are well put together and then I mean another side to that is 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 in in I'm sure you agree with this. Everywhere you go, depending on what your market is, you're gonna have a different favorite product for the day. Sure. Right. You know, so. That's interesting. I was just gonna say like you have to trust your own palate to a certain extent, but only so much because you have to trust what the customers are saying more than your own palate. Right. Right. Yeah. right. It's really about reading the customer. Yeah. Huh. So and it's Good. It's, it's different than, it, it, just like you said, it's different than food trucks are geared differently than a restaurant. So yeah. typical restaurant, they won't even open up like that. They'll open, you know, they a typical restaurant will open up with a full menu, design, yeah. laid out. This is what we serve. Come here and get it. You know, we, a food truck kind of opens up and says, all right, this is what we're starting with. Mm. You know, they figure out what people are coming back for. Maybe do a couple specials. That special, you know, that's how the Mac Tech started for me. Mm. I did it as a special. And yeah. It was just, you know, let's do something different, you know, and threw it together. And then it's, you know, I couldn't take it off my menu now. Yeah, people, so God, people would beat me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. People would get out of my truck and beat me. <laughs> you know, it's 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 crazy too because like I think sometimes it's just I always think about this when I like when I'm cooking like just casually, right? Sometimes I'll be cooking and I'm not paying attention. I'm just just cooking and I'll make something. I'm like, wow, that was really good. Right. Then the more I try and like recreate it, it gets worse and worse and worse. I'm like, why did I? I don't know what happened. Right? You start chasing it after a while. And inspiration just got to come. Uh, so let me ask you this question. We were debating, Kevin and I, about this again earlier before you guys came because we got caught up in the discussion about like food trucks and stuff. Right. And one of the things we were laughing about was like, you know, someone should do like an all breakfast food style food truck. But then we got in this debate about eggs and like eggs becomes a troublesome item to handle like a different, like you, you got to get like a, is there, I guess what my point is this, like, we started, like, talking ourselves out of it after a minute. We're like, okay, okay. I can see where there'd be problems in this in different areas. Right, right. Has there ever been any items you guys have chased that ended up being, like, more trouble than they were worth? Any particular, like, item or food menu, food thing that you were like, this isn't worth it after the end of it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was just tough. curious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, that's, 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 that's it, there's, there's a lot, there's certain things that I guess, uh, like, I won't. I don't do ribs a lot on my truck. And mm. the reason why I don't do ribs is because um, I can only hold... It's a food truck. Right. So Overhead, yeah, right. yeah, You know, well, it's not even that. It's just a, I don't have a walk-in cooler or a freezer. Sure. Uh, when I do my ribs, it's a great problem to have. People show up and they want 
uh, they come, I'll, I'll take four racks. I'll take six yeah. racks. You know, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll take three racks. They're not coming up, and I'm trying to sell a half a rack. Hmm. You know, here you go. Here's a half a rack per person and a platter, hmm. you know, ready to go. It's They'll come up and just hmm. buy the racks to go, and then everybody behind them will be coming because I post it on, yeah. you know, social media. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, got rips today. Come and get them, you know, until <laughs> oh, 5 p.m. <laughs> and here we are, and it's 1236. <laughs> well, that's... That was always the funny part about working in small restaurants. Like, I've been lucky enough to work in, like, big restaurants, but also, like, nice, small, fancy, intimate restaurants. Right. And that's the thing. You'll go out and read you the specials. They'll be like, all right, Duck Lorange, we got seven of them. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like seven. It's like, so we're not paying for 19 Duck Lorange you are going to die in the fridge. We have seven, and when they're gone, we'll give you something else. That's right, right. right. But that yeah. seems to be a more rational way of doing things, if you, if you really think about it. It's probably not... It's not McDonald's, right? It's not right, meant to right, be. Right. Right. It, you know, it's got its downsides. It sucks when we have to look at customers outside of our window and say, hey, listen, I'm sorry, but I'm sold out of this item that you want, you know? And it's going to, you know, at big events, it's going to happen. We can only hold so much safely and serve people, you know, without getting people sick and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So um, we're, we're big about uh, our safety precautions within the association that's something. It's something that we actually monitor within ourselves, mm. and uh, so we're gonna sell out mm. if we're at a big event. We're at some point it's gonna go, and it sucks. Like I said, it sucks having to tell that person, "I'm sorry, but yeah. we can only carry so much." And I mean, we try and it's it gets into that like you're, we talk about the menu going back to the yeah. menu, and that's really that's another thing that really lets us know what we're mm. gonna do on our menu. You know, I can only yeah. carry four pans or six pans of. Uh, ribs yeah. but i can carry 12 pans of pulled pork there is something positive though to when a customer looks at the menu and sees that a lot of things are sold out like it's it's disappointing to a certain extent but it's also like it a lot, it's like hmm, people people like this it, right? It, yeah. right it depends right. on who you talk to i just want to interject on that point right because there have been situations uh, where We've been places and sold out, and you know we, we've gotten some very negative feedback. Like, sure. how, how can you possibly sell out of this? Yeah. Uh, I came here at you know an hour to close, and you're out of this. Yeah. I, I can't believe mm. it, you know. And <laughs> you can't look at them and say because it was good. Because yeah, then I mean, be rude. It's, that's true. Yeah. It's it's a double one star. Yeah, you know, you want to you want to make everybody happy. You, you yeah. don't want to turn anybody right. Away, but, yeah, right. You yeah, know. Sure. It, um, and most people understand. Most people are, are, are very, um, uh, they understand the way. <laughs> no, it's, it's only funny because I think about it because I've spent so much time in restaurants that I think that I sometimes conflate my opinions about it as a guy who worked in restaurants with the way that the customers appreciate it. Which, <laughs> then I'm like, oh, no, wait, I'm thinking about it from the other side. <laughs> so probably thinking it totally differently than I am. So sorry about that. No, no, no. No, but it's a good, I know what you mean, though, because, like, I, I can see a scenario on both sides. It's like, oh, God, I came here all the way for this thing, and it's right, not here. Right, right, right. Of course, in the other benefit of that is, like, I came here, and it's not here. I guess I'll have to get something else. And maybe they try something else on the menu. There's, yes, right, yes. It's, it's a good, bad problem to have yes. or a bad, good problem to yes. have. Right, right, right. And yes. we, you know, yeah, as, yeah. Much as, as much as we have to apologize to people, you know, especially if it's, yeah. it's people that we know or yeah. our regulars or something, we try, you know, when they come back, you know, they've... <laughs> There's an extra quarter pound of meat on the sandwich yeah. or something, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, a, for sure. We try and make up for it in ways that we can as we go. Well, that's just being like a good business person too, and knowing the ways to like maintain customers. That's like right. old school customer service, right. just right. have a personal like interaction. And that's the nice thing about the food truck game too, as well. Oh, yeah. Like 
my chefs at the restaurants I worked at never see the customers. That's right. Right? You right. never see the customer unless the customer is like, oh, can I give my compliments to the chef? And then I got to yell something in Spanish <laughs> to Cheech in the back. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> right? right, right. That's it. You know, that's, you know, that was what it was like in New York. The chef's not coming out to say hello. He's got more meals to cook. He's right, like, no, right, I'm not right, doing that. Right, right. right. Uh, so, but to have like that direct connection between like you and the customer, and that's got to be, that, that's how you build that long-term customer. Absolutely. Base, Absolutely, you know I mean? yes. Sure. That's... It also makes you a part of the business. People become to people, you know, in the way that like small restaurants are that way, right? I always say that with when Tim from Taylor the Cook comes in, like uh, Tim Hardiman, people see him like, oh, Taylor the Cook guy. Right, I'm right. sure that happens to you guys. Right, as well. right, right. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. um, so I got two questions. These are just simple questions that my uh, non-business-minded brain uh, doesn't have the answers to. Uh, number one, what what would you say is the biggest pro and con uh, for the truck as opposed to a brick and mortar? Uh, with a truck, there's, uh, I don't want to say that there's, there's more that can go wrong. It's just, you have, there's, you're constantly moving, you're constant. it's a vehicle, yeah. it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle, yeah, that's you know, a great point. It's, right. <laughs> it's a really good point, actually. In the area that we live in, there yes. are some bumpy roads. That's true, that's true. The potholes, oh, man. Right, right. Yeah. coming. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll get Joe Marino on here again. He's been on a couple times. He's a pothole guy. You let me know which potholes you want. Call the guy. Um, that's a good point too, because you're you're dealing with not just the struggles of the restaurant, but like just the technical struggle of moving around. We've got to be able to get. Yeah. to some place to yeah. be able to open up, right. and, and we commit service. ourselves. You know, we say, "Hey, that truck is going to be there on that date." And well, that's a good point. I didn't even think about it until just now. You probably roll up to a place sometimes not sure of what's going to be like when you get there. Oh yeah, yeah. That's probably that's probably a whole other thing. Right? <laughs> we've kind of dialed it in. Where, I mean, we've been doing it long enough to where yeah. we 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 kind of we know the questions to ask when we're setting up sure. an event, yeah, or talking to a person who's putting on an event, and we kind of know yeah. what to expect based off of the answers that we're sure. the feedback that we get. So, uh, and this is just something I was curious about. Um, there's got to be rules about where you cannot go, right? Like I was thinking about it because uh, the Avengers movie is like out this weekend and everyone in the world went to go see it made like nine million dollars right, or right, nine yeah. million bucks so it's like man i was thinking like my first idiot thought in my mind was like oh they should just pull the truck up to like the movie theater and catch all those people on the way out because it's <laughs> people. i'm sure you're not even allowed to be near the movie theater right probably like, not probably, probably not. not is there right. like like guidelines and stuff that you have to follow about where you can and can't so go so you have to have you have to get uh vendors or peddlers permit in sure. any city or town or yeah. you know the jurisdiction that you're in and um, that allows you to go anywhere that's a public area mm-hmm. um, and that's open to the public. Right. So uh, that takes care of that. As far as like private property or, uh, you know, for, you know, bringing up like uh, the movie theater or a restaurant or something like that, mm-hmm. our guys win an association. We wouldn't go there just out of respect, you know, yeah, 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 without sure. even looking yeah. at codes. Right, like, right. We kind of don't look at those codes only because we. We would never yeah. go there right. unless that right, restaurant right, right. or the marquee called us and said, "Hey, listen, would you guys right. like to roll up with all the food trucks?" Right. Yeah. yeah we're not gonna. Well, that seems like it would just be there'd be, there'd be so much bureaucracy about it. Like, there's like, like there's brick and mortars right next door to it too. I feel like there's probably some reason you wouldn't even be beneficial for you guys. To a certain yeah, extent. I mean, yeah, I mean, just just because you can go someplace doesn't necessarily mean that you should. Exactly. That's a good lesson for life, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so real quick I want to say uh, May 15th uh, 2018 Picnic in the Park I don't have the full list of all the uh, the vendors who are going to be there is it a lot there's mostly a lot of folks from last year same folks that are new trucks this same year same folks from last year and we have new trucks that are going to be coming very in very nice yeah got a better um, selection and bigger selection and 
I'm jealous of the guy last year who's doing the chicken wings that I was mm-hmm. there because that was my always my go-to if yeah. I was like I want to do the chicken wings. Yeah, yeah. Oscar. That's, yeah. We uh, um, he's uh, he does his chicken wings are better than nobody else. I was blown away. Right. I couldn't right. believe right. it. I was right. like, I'm like a chicken wing nerd. Like, yeah, I'm a right. big fan. <laughs> 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 That's what drove me nuts living in New York. Like, living in New York City, you would think there'd be good chicken wings, but there's actually not. Right. It's, it's not, an upstate thing. It's an upstate. It's really not a downstate no. thing. There's, like, Atomic Wings, which is almost like a quasi-chain, and those are fine. Whoa. Right, Jimmy? Like, they're fine. Right, they're right. okay. But that's about it, right? Like, I feel like I, I, that was, like, one of the things when we were talking about, like, the New York restaurant where, like, someone should really just do, like, actual chicken wings. Oh, man. Then I worked in a place that did chicken wings and found out the overhead on chicken wings is different. It's like, it's... Yeah. That's also something I'm always curious about. You guys probably have to constantly monitoring, like, the prices and stuff. Oh, right, right. right. Even in, like, our... Like, the... Even when I was doing the Carmine's thing, we were having to deal with vendors on almost a regular basis. Right. That's becoming more and more of a struggle with, like, vegetables and meats and stuff, I feel like, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we have a lot of... It's mostly us doing that. We're, you know, we're we're very hands-on as a truck owner, you know. It's it's us picking up our orders or receiving Mm -hmm. the delivery and checking out what's going on and, and uh, seeing if we need to adjust anything or change anything up. So, You guys are on uh, Facebook at the Utica Food Truck Association. Uh, you guys got both websites if people go to. Where can people get in contact with you guys if they want to know a little bit more about what's going on? Yeah, Utica, at uh, Utica Food Truck Association, uh, the Facebook account. Where? We also have at gmail.com. Cool. Um, for me personally, Holy Smokes Barbecue, either Facebook or Holy Smokes Barbecue NY.com. Very nice. Yeah. Come uh, come fry with me, Rome. I get him switched up. Come fry with me, Rome.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, come fry with me, truck at Gmail. Mm-hmm. Um, and come fry with me, Rome on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so I just got to say, you know, I know last time you were on here, circumstances were a bit different. We were talking about different things. It's been a different amount of time since then. Things seem to have calmed down. Uh, do you think in the long run, everything that happened last year was good for the long run? Do you oh, guys yes. feel good yes. about everything now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, it's, it was definitely a positive move for us, and mm-hmm. um, we're really looking forward to the season because cool. of uh, this thing. This year, we're, we're just we, – we have more control over our, mm-hmm. our own event again, and yeah. um, it, it's allowing us to, to do a lot more of what we wanted to do mm-hmm. uh, previously. Yeah. So cool. Um, Cool. Got a lot going on Tuesdays this year. We're we're gonna be every Tuesday. We're gonna be featuring a different charity. Oh, awesome! Um, awesome. Really, really the, great. The trucks are gonna be kicking back to that charity to raise money, and then Wonderful. we'll also be addressing the public mm-hmm. to see if we can get you know cans mm-hmm. for veterans and all that. Great, that's great. Outreach. I love it. I love that. Um, we're definitely uh, we're gearing the season for a lot of positive uh, events for the community. I love it. I love it. There's always an interesting dichotomy. I feel like when you get to like. Because it's like a food, food's an interesting business, right? Because you guys are doing this thing together, and there's a community aspect to it. But inherently, like, restaurants are supposed to be competitive. But there's, like, a fine line between competition and building uh, a functional community of artisans and people who love to do things, right? Yeah. So, right, right. I think there's a... It's, well, it's important to have... Healthy competition. Healthy competition. Healthy exactly. competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because you're competing with somebody yeah. or, you know... Um, you're going up against them. Yeah. It, it's it, it doesn't mean you have to be nasty with mm-hmm. them. It doesn't sure. mean that you have to be. It has to be cutthroat. Yeah. You know, it should be mutual respect. They're going. Yeah. Th- he's going through the same issues getting to the event that I'm going through, and he yeah. wants to get there and sell his product just like yeah. I want to. And mm-hmm. you know, we we've really built a good group of yeah. trucks and business owners and individuals within the Food Truck Association, yeah. and um, you know, we understand that. <laughs> 
we can all be cutthroat to each other, or mm. we can work together, yeah. right. and everybody can win. Yeah. You know, everybody, right. everybody does better. When Believe me, folks, I can be cutthroat, though. So, guys, I want to thank you for coming in today. Before I let you guys go, uh, you guys like to do a little lightning round questions? All right. Beautiful. All right, uh, so I'm going to go back and forth, a little serpentine style here. Um, so, Ron, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Ron Colangelo, owner. Come fry with me, food truck. Yes. When you wake up in the morning, how do you take your coffee? <laughs> Cream and sugar. Cream and sugar. <laughs> Cream and sugar. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Uh, Nick, I'm going to come to you. You are in the world's largest cereal aisle. You have any allocation of breakfast cereal available. What is your number one choice? Raisin Bran Crunch. Raisin Bran Crunch, yes! That's like a, that you, that's like until you're an adult. That's like every adult's favorite cereal. Once you get to like... A, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I've liked Raisin Bran since I was a kid, though. It's been my favorite cereal. That's good for you. So, I like as an adult, I just added the crunch. <laughs> you gotta add the crunch. Yeah, right, right, right. I'll stick with this one. Similar question. If you have total autonomy, what game show would you go on, uh, past or present, that you think you would do the best in? The Price is Right. Price is Right, yes. <laughs> price is right. yes. <laughs> what was your uh, What was your game of choice? Plinko was the one I always wanted to get on, where you drop the thing down and it goes back and forth. And then I hated the one that was the shell game, because it seemed like a ripoff. Oh, yeah. yeah it's like, oh, oh, just look under the shell. Like, yeah, I'm like, like, come on, there's got to be some nuance to this game, right? Like, I'm trying to win a car. Right. You know what's good about that one, too? I, I always like the faces of the people when they realize that they got the like the booby prize, right? Because right, right. you get that thing, it's like, you got a new bureau drawer. And they're like, shit. Ah, I couldn't get the truck. Then ah. the next one's like a 90-year-old woman who gets a Cadillac. Okay. And you're like, no! Uh, so, all right. Uh, Ron, I'll come back to you. Uh, what was your first automobile? Oh, it was a Volvo. Ooh, a Volvo. an old Volvo. Oh. Yeah. I like Volvos, and I was always a fan. I like boxy cars, and Volvos growing up were always very, yeah, like, square. Right? Right. Um, I think it was weird that, like, growing up, the cars that I always thought were dope were considered to be, like, mom cars. Like, I'd be like, look at that Volvo. Like, my mom has one. I'm like, all right, all right, okay. All right. I still think they're cool. Yeah, I'm in on it. That's good, though, and you may or may not have taken it to your first one, uh, but what was your first live music event? That would have to be K Rockathon. K Rockathon. When they were doing him at Vernon Downs, probably in '98. '98. Oh man, I'm trying to think. Ooh. The last. I don't even know if I. I went to one. No, I didn't. I didn't even go to one K Rockathon. I definitely was young enough where my mom was not trying to let me go out to these concerts. Yeah, I totally <laughs> like. She was not going with me. Certainly, <laughs> she was not going to come with me. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll have to look up the lineup, and I'll, I'll post the lineup on it was, Twitter. Yeah, it was Orgy <laughs> headline that year. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, what's, you know what's funny about Orgy? <laughs> what's funny about the band Orgy is um, the first Orgy song I heard was the song uh, Blue Monday, yeah, right? Yeah. And then, like, it took me, like, five years to realize that was a cover. And yes. then I heard the cover, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. So we made that song? This is a lie? Like, oh, uh, all right, uh, I'm going to come back to, uh, to you, Nick, for this one. Um... Since we're in the middle of the the superhero apocalypse, it is uh, oh it God. is the Avengers Infinity War. Uh, what superhero or superpower would you most like to have or be? You know what I mean, like, which superhero are you most into? Most into? Yeah, who's your superhero of choice? Uh, I'm probably gonna have to say Superman. Superman, uh, it's really? probably a generic response. <laughs> but yeah, people. 
people see people hate on Superman because it's sort of like I feel like there's no I'm never concerned about Superman. Right? <laughs> right, right. Like I that was the thing when I was a kid. Like Spider Man has like the crazy powers, but like in some scenario where Spider Man like fell over and tripped and some guy just shot him, he'd be dead still, right? Like, he's right. still a guy, right? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like nothing could happen to Superman where, like, there's no possible right, scenario right. where Superman screws it up. That was always my issue. fly, you yeah. know? It's like, he's got um, multiple powers. I used to like Batman a lot more when I was a kid, but now that I don't make much money, I and he annoys me because he's so rich. I'm like, well, of course you can do all this. You have, like, the Batmobile. If I had the Batmobile, I'd get through a lot more of my problems. Right. Right? Um, all right. So, uh... I'm going to share this question with both you guys since you'll both get a chance at this one. Uh, give me one book, album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Uh, whoever wants to jump in first can jump in on this one. I just finished season two of Colony. Colony? Yeah. Really? Really. Okay, so I watch a lot of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I watch Monday Night Raw, and they advertise for Colony a lot. I'm always <laughs> curious about whether I should start watching it. It was, it was interesting. It interesting. was interesting, yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right, all right. Is it is it aliens? Can I say? Can I yes. ask that question without spoiling it? Yes. Okay. Um, it, it, it's left very open ended. I'll ask um, you more questions off the air. I don't want to spoil yeah, it for right. people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, what about you? Book, album, movie, or show you're currently reading, listening to, or watching? Uh, let's see. Show would be. Uh, I just finished. I actually I just binge watched Ugly Delicious on Netflix. Ooh, is that is that cooking show? Sometimes. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Who's the what's uh, the shtick on uh, that? I like David Chang. Oh, it's Chang. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he's got a new podcast out, actually, that I, really? and of course, you should always listen to this podcast first before you listen to any other <laughs> podcast, uh, but I did, I did go to listen, download his, his podcast. He's great. I, would, oh, I yeah, like yeah, anything yeah. he it's, sort of does. His opinion, it's, uh, I like it because it's raw, but it's honest. It was Momofuko. That's yeah. his. Oh, yep, yep, I've been yep. to that restaurant in, I don't know what, there's like three Momofuko restaurants in New York. There's like the milk bar, and then there's the, the restaurant, and then yep. there's almost like the noodle bar noodle they have bar. as well. Right, right. It's... It's all right. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, it was crazy because that was in the Lower East Side, and there was a lot of really cool like restaurants in the Lower East Side in New York. When I was popping living. up now, yeah. The other one was um, Eddie Huang. Eddie, always Eddie Hung. Eddie, Eddie Huang. Yeah, is that is I always yeah, yeah. he had the Bauhaus, which was the other one that did the steam buns, and that was like you would walk by that place at three in the morning in New York, and you could just smell like the alcohol coming off of all the college students' breath that they lined <laughs> up like they had like two in the morning. Um, might so, be able to get like some mm. bows here sometime soon at some local really? event on the fifteenth. Oh really? Yeah. You got a bow guy coming. Maybe. Huh. Maybe. Huh. Let's throw that out there. All right. and I guess uh last uh so ugly delicious, uh colony. I guess same thing for the last time. One more thing besides uh doing stuff for the community, besides the food truck, besides being a new dad, give me one more thing that you guys are passionate about. Building cars and being outdoors. Yeah. You know what's funny? I actually forgot. I was like standing up front looking for cars when I was standing up front. I was like, eh, drinking my coffee. And I was like, what kind of car does Nick have again? <laughs> and then you roll up in the jail. I was like, oh yeah, how did I possibly forget? <laughs> yeah, it's the world's biggest play team. <laughs> uh, again, folks, May 15th, 2018, uh, Picnic in the Park returns uh, every Tuesday after that. Roscoe Conkling. Is that Roscoe Park? Is that... 
Hey, that's the name of it. I'm the worst with yeah. names and details. I will link everything on the website yeah. after this. Uh, again, guys, always a pleasure to have you. Ron, it's a pleasure yeah. to put you on. Nick, yeah, always a pleasure. I got to send you your trophy. Yes. Uh, before I let I you mean, go. You give me this awesome Pearl Jam. Hey, 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 hey. Before I let you go, I usually ask people this. Uh, I know it's only been a, only a short time. I usually ask new parents about parents' corn. You got any advice for any new parents after a few weeks in? Oh, man. I would say uh, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go away. Really nothing quick. else really better than just sleeping beforehand. <laughs> You're gonna lose about 16 years of sleep from two to 18, and then um, and then they'll just want money. Then it goes away. <laughs> you start losing sleep from two to 18, and then you start losing. I'll income become from immediately 18. retiring off the food. Truck <laughs> yeah. Be careful, those millennials are gonna ask you for a lot more money than they Guys, thank you so much, uh, folks. We'll be back to the show in just a moment. again to uh, Nick and Ron uh, from the Utica Food Truck Association. Again, May 15th, uh, 2018, uh, the return of Picnic in the Park. Nick and Ron is a weird way to refer to them. Nick and Ron were here. Nick Briggs, Ron Colangelo of Holy Smokes Barbecue, and come fry with me. Uh, good stuff. Huh? I'm hungry. I, I'm hungry, hungry just thinking about it. See, they should have brought the food. Mm, they should have brought the food. Um, I'll make something after this. I'm, I'm ready for some dinner. We'll rush through all these segments and get to dinner. Sorry, folks. Short show today. We're going to eat instead. Um, <laughs> so let's get into some things. Before we get into history lessons today, uh, I just have a quick personal aside. Uh, earlier this week, one of my uh, one of my personal family friends, one of my first sports coaches, uh, Coach Michael John Ziggarelli, uh, Coach Zig, we used to call him, passed away earlier this week at age 63. Um, saw a lot of people on Facebook locally. Um posting really, really nice, wonderful uh, stories and tributes to him. Really good to read. Uh, it's always interesting to me when I read about people who've worked in the school district, right? My mom is a good example of this. When I walk around and you see all the people who stop and say, like, oh, my God, you were my favorite teacher, right? Coach Zig was one of those kind of guys. I can't tell you how many people I knew who grew up in sports around here, whether it was uh, basketball or wrestling uh, or softball and football specifically. That was his sport of choice, right? But who didn't have a great story or a wonderful thing to say about Coach Zig. He was a super supportive guy, uh, really friendly, really, like, smart, and really cared a lot about his kids. Uh, 20 years he taught, like, special education uh, in the Utica School District. He did a lot. Um, and I'm not going to go – I won't go too much farther than that. A lot of people have seen wonderful things on him on the Internet. Look him up, see him, read about him. He has a wonderful write-up in the paper in his obituary. But um, I just want to share one quick story about him. When I played – I played football, guys. I don't know if you'd know that. I'm very small and tiny. I would never have you thought ne- that. You would not have thought it, right? No. When I was, it was like I was Donovan Middle School, right? I was a little kid. I play, Actually, I have to say, I was never good at football, but I I liked being on a team, right? Like, I liked playing in team sports as a kid. Like, I played basketball, and I was crummy, and baseball, and I was crummy. And football, I did for a couple years. 
until the kids got too big. Right? After a certain point in time, I'm just like getting hurt. But anyhow, <laughs> one of my first my first football game, right? I was modified football for Donovan. And Coach Jake wasn't even like a real coach, right? He was just there to help out. Like he would come by during the games and and help during like um like practices and stuff. And he was really, really funny dude, but um I was always kind of scared of him because he knew my family a little bit and he was not afraid to yell my name like really loud. And I have a good Italian last name for yelling. It's like, get to the side of right now. I mean, um, and, I, and I remember my very first game, I went out and it was the first play of the game and I was on defense and I was playing defensive end and the running back came around the corner and I went to tackle him and I got like a little nerved out and I kind of like... I grabbed him by that shirt and kind of dragged him down, right? And I didn't get a good tackle. He got like four or five yards, right? And my buddy Jordan had to come, st- like, assist me. So after the play, Jordan, like, grabs me and picks me up. He goes, don't be afraid to hit the guy. Get up. Don't be afraid of the ball, right? And I swore at him. Like, on my own teammate. I was like, shut the F up, Jordan. I know what I'm doing, right? You know what I mean? And the ref heard me swear at my own teammate and flagged me for unsportsmanlike conduct in my first play. And... I remember Coach Zig screaming from across the sideline, yelled at me to get over there. I was horrified. Uh, but when he got over there, he, like, gave me this whole thing about, like, you know, like, you should never, about teamwork, basically. He gave me this whole speech about, like, it's important. Like, I didn't understand why I was getting penalized. I'm always doing the other team. You know what I mean? I was all, like, angsty about it. And, you know, you remember moments when you learn something about that you can apply later in life. That was just one of many weird small moments where I was, like, I was Initially scared of this guy, but years later I learned he was such a like a, a teddy bear and he touched so many people and taught so many people things and just little moments like that go a long way. So shout out to Coach Zig, uh, rest in peace. Uh, thoughts and prayers for all his remaining family, his son Mike, who I was close with, great guy. So there you go. That's it. Sorry to be so heavy, but uh, no, that, that was very yeah, nice. Go. Good guy, Coach Zig. All right, moving on. History lessons. Check see if it in my childhood coaches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, on this day, 1977, uh, professional wrestler superstar Billy Graham defeated Bruno San Martino in Baltimore to become the WWE champion. The only reason I bring this up is uh, for a lot of people out there, Bruno San Martino also passed away earlier this week. He was like a legendary wrestler. Been a lot of people in the last two or three weeks. Yeah. Like, like yeah, a, a lot. A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Bruno, Mar- Bruno San Martino was an Italian-born American professional wrestler uh, known for his work in the WWF, the early WWF. Uh, he was the longest-reigning WWE champion of all time if you count his cumulative days. He once held the title for uh, 2,803 days straight. Um, he was dubbed the living legend before uh, the end of his lifetime. He's widely regarded as one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Uh, but only to, like... He was, like, before Hulk Hogan. Like Way before. Your, yeah, like, your dad Way and grandfather before. probably liked Hulk Hogan. And he was what you would refer to, like, as in, like, an ethnic character, but he wasn't a cartoon, right? In that era of wrestling, they had wrestlers who would appeal to, like, the different, like, bases of, like, immigrants who watched it. Like, they had the Italian wrestler, Bruno San Martino, right? And the Irish wrestler and the different wrestlers. And some of them were obviously more, like, racially insensitive in the 1960s and others. But he wasn't, like... Bruno San Martino was not an Italian wrestler who was out there, like, eating lasagna, right? He was just a tough Italian guy, and he was very popular in New York, and he became a huge star. I remember my grandfather really liked him. I didn't know wrestling was around in, like, the 60s. Oh, yeah. It's even more interesting back then. If you're ever looking, like, that's a weird thing to be interested in, but yeah. it was a, it was the most, much more like the circus back then. It was, like, traveling groups of, mm-hmm. like, actors and performers in a weird way. So, there you go. That's it. Moving on. 
Uh, what's the next one? On this day in 1990. Uh, how far are we? I'm not doing this one. We're moving on. We're going to move on from okay. this one. We're skipping it. <laughs> skipping it. Uh, <laughs> this day in 1990 is a race. Yeah, this day in 1990. I just don't, I don't feel never like. never happened. I don't feel like getting into it. It seems long and I don't want to do it. Obsolete. All right. Okay. Um, if you guys want to get, all right. What? What? <sighs> all right, what? guys. I'm gonna, this, this is for me. If you guys want to get make coffee or do something for a second, this one's primarily for for me. Okay. Just I'm, so, I'm sorry for everybody else. I'm sorry for everybody else. Well enough to know to buy that. I'll be back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everybody else. All right. Now I'm gonna think. All right. All right. Sandwich. On this day in 2016. Leicester City won the Premier League title after starting the season as 5,000 to 1 odds to win the title. Okay? Uh, this is not a story for everybody. This is a great sports story. I'm going to go through it. Just, just deal with it. All right? Dealing. The story begins on June 30th, 2000, uh, 2015, when Nigel Pearson, the former manager of Leicester City, was sacked from the club. Quote, the working relationship between Nigel and the board is no longer viable. I will not give you the details of the story, but let's say they're, they're salty. Look them up if you want some details. Pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> Lester reacted by appointing former Chelsea manager Claudio Ranieri as their new manager to start the season. Under Ranieri's management, the club made an exceptional start to the season. Striker Jamie Vardy scored 13 goals over 11 consecutive matches from August to November, breaking Brood Van Nistelrooy's Premier League record of scoring 10 consecutive matches. Um... Leicester City won the Premier League on the 2nd of May 2016 after Tottenham Hotspur threw away a 2-0 lead against Chelsea. Of course they did. They're, le- they're Tottenham lads and they stink. Uh, this completed the fastest seven-year rise to the title uh, since 1962. Uh, bookmakers thought Leicester's victory was so unlikely that Ladbrokes and William Hill offered it odds of 5,000 to 1 at the start of the season, leading to the largest single uh, payout of winnings in British history of 25 million pounds. The scale of the surprise attracted global attention for the club and the city of Leicester. Uh, a film has been, even been planned on the story, centering on the story of uh, playboy-turned-superstar Jamie Vardy. Uh, that'll be coming out soon. Uh, look, you'll thank me. I don't even know what you just said. All right, good. <laughs> Somebody that little word. Soccer, Jamie Vardy, 24. It's an amazing story. It's an amazing sports story. It's one of the greatest sports stories uh, in modern times, it did not get enough press. They're making a movie about it, and when it comes out, you'll go, huh, Sam talked about that a long time ago. Remember that? Nope. Yeah. No, nobody's and here's, and here's the problem. No, and here's the problem, because here's the thing. It won't be as good as the real thing, because the real thing was amazing, because it actually happened. The movie's going to be all nonsensical and dramatic, and they're going to ruin it, and that's what people are going to remember, is so, the movie version of the story. Was this Jamie Vardy? He's still around. He's good. Jamie Vardy, he was a party guy. He looks so like a rat. So they're making a movie about Jamie Vardy's life story. And his rise from the team. Yeah, he's, the team is going to rise up around him. They're going to win what the title. team? Le- oh, all right. <laughs> okay. All right. I see. Is this a volleyball movie? No. Do they make, volley- do they make volleyball movies? Is this movie a Fort Minor? Is, is this or is this not Fort Minor? All right, we're moving on. Okay. All right, we're moving on. This. All right. And uh, on this day, today, 2018... Uh, superstar film The Avengers Infinity War set a new record for an opening weekend, earning $250 million in the U.S. and $630 million worldwide, shattering the record set by Universal Studios' The Fast and the Furious, which made $551 million on opening, opening day last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have not seen this movie yet. We talked a little bit about it last week with Dave Delachase. Um, 
Heather, let me ask you a question. Do you have any interest in seeing this movie? Yeah, I like super, you like superhero movies. Would you what would you rank your interest on a one to ten? Yeah, I like like Iron Man and all of that, and I've watched some so far. He's like a six or a seven. Okay. Alright, that's cool. Yeah. Kev, what are your thoughts? Uh yeah, I'll see it. Mm. Uh, an interesting stat about this is that nine of the top ten movies all time now are like either Disney owned or Disney like licensed products now. It's like Avengers Infinity War, Fast and the Furious, Star Wars, Jurassic World, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Batman, Superman, Fast and the Furious 7, Harry Potter, Marvel. It's pretty much it now. It's just the biggest movies that are ever made of all time. Uh, what's crazy about the Infinity Wars thing is it got this record without the help of China. It is not yet opened in China, which is still the world's second biggest movie market. So it'll probably that's pretty wow. crazy. That's, that's pretty wild. That it'll make even more money. Um, I just think okay. I, I'm just gonna make one point here. I think it's a little strange to me that this really weird nerdy story is now like one of the most mainstream things that's ever like existed, right? Like, I never would have thought that 10 years ago that this many people would know about Thanos. Do you know what I mean? This big purple space alien who's chasing a glove with magic stones that allow you to control the universe. Like, this whole story is very weird, and it's very odd to me that this story is the biggest movie of all time. Like, it's very strange. You, I would not have believed this at, like, 13. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's very strange to me. Yeah. And it makes me feel uncomfortable. Is that just because I'm a nerd? Is that I'm angry that like people are in on my nerds? Yeah, stuff? I think that's just a, that's a general <laughs> unease permeating many different <laughs> Hey, general malaise. Hey, I love your use of uh, of general malaise and uncomfortable situations here because let's talk about an out of topic uh, on this day in history. On this day in history, 1992, it was the 208th and final episode of the Cosby Show. Aww. Oh man, mm. irony, irony. Um, yeah, good, 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 come back. Uh, I, I don't think we need to talk about Bill Cosby. I've seen a lot of people cover it. Uh, I just want to say one thing. This is my worst take I've seen a lot of people having, and I wanted to bring it up because I just wanted to point it out. I've seen a lot of people have the take, which is like, does it really matter if this guy goes to jail? His, like, reputation is already destroyed. Like, his credibility is already destroyed. Isn't that enough? No. No. No, it's not. Okay? That's it. That's, that's like he the worst. Somebody. Yeah, it's the worst, lamest take I've heard. I see all these. And a lot of these, this goes for like a lot of these people who go through like these, like this Me Too movement, all these people who begin to hit. Isn't the fact that they're like credibility, reputation, isn't that enough punishment? No, it is not enough punishment, right? Spend How many people Bill Cosby did? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the fact like, that he still got to live a long life, too, without yeah. having to go to jail or anything. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't think you need to put, like, Aziz Ansari in jail, but you certainly need to put Bill Cosby in jail for whatever's left in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible stuff. Uh, terrible what he did. Glad he got what he deserved. Hope he goes to jail. Still resent Jello pudding for it. <laughs> I like the Cosby show, too. Did you? Everybody did. did. See, that's I the thing. I loved that show. Now I can't watch it. I, I, I know my... plays it anyway. I know my mom and like dad liked the show. I feel like I didn't... I remember it on, but I don't know if I had... Is I think it might have been right at the edge of it being like I on loved my... it when I was a kid. It. Was it on yeah, like Nick at Night? When I was a no, kid, no. it was like on prime time. No, it was on like NBC or whatever. Yeah, like family, family night. I feel like I should have more memories of it. I know my mom really liked it. And I know that, like, it was such... It was super mainstream, right? It was, like, just... Was it the same time as Cheers? I don't know. Yeah. I was, like... Same time as Cheers? Yeah. yeah. They overlap. They overlap? Okay. I'm gonna have to do some research on that. And then Night Court. Or not. <laughs> oh, Night Court. Yeah, yeah, still, I like Night Court. Still... They're, some, some terrible's gonna happen on Night Court. They're gonna ruin that show now, too. Yep. Right? I bet. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. 
so I have a small uh, tech corner. I had tech corner. Yeah, just one tech corner story. Um, so Facebook is shrinking its fake news posts in the news feed. Like it's actually just making them smaller. That's one of their new techniques. Let's take them off. Take them off. Well, so this is this was the quote from uh, that I read today. Facebook making uh, news posts harder to see by shrinking the size of the links to the content that has been verified by third party fact checkers is in, is inaccurate. Content deemed to be inaccurate shows up on mobile as a headline and an image in one small row, while accurate news links feature a large picture and are considerably more noticeable. So my assumption, based on your first reactions, is that is not enough? No. <laughs> like you said, just why even why even go through all that? Just have it not show yeah. on there. I mean, like... certainly... Uh, you know, at the at the <laughs> core, obviously, like just stay away. <laughs> stay away. I mean, and if stay they know it's fake that. news and they're putting it in a proper category, then they can just put it in the trash can category, right? No. I feel no. <laughs> no, I, no? no I, I feel like I feel like Facebook seems very concerned with not like being perceived as picking any side in anything. But this is I don't, even though this is not an issue that has a side, like not like promoting things that aren't facts is not choosing a side. It's just it's just doing due diligence. <laughs> I feel like right. I don't know. I didn't have really another tech corner. I had more tech stories, but I feel like I, I burned them all. So that was really the only tech sto- tech corner story I have. Mm. Uh, I have two uh, funny stories for you, though, before we close out for the day, if you guys are ready to go. Oh, um, funny stories. Oh, wait, the other tech story. Do you care that T-Mobile and Sprint are potentially no. joining Nobody together? No. Nobody, no. That was the other tech no. story. No. So there, yeah, that's the end of tech nope. corner. Just Nobody join cares. them together for one more step till they get bought by Verizon. They can really... Did you see with Amazon, ball. though? Amazon can put your packages in your trunk of your car now. Oh, no, thank you. No. Why? You did you see, did you you see Jeff Bezos got booed out of Germany? I did. That was really nice to see. see that. that was really nice to see. <laughs> um, oh, I got I got a good one of people being mad at inanimate objects. You guys ready for this one? Um, so, do you guys know what Yeti coolers are? Yeah. Yeti coolers are a type of fancy, crazy like... Crazy expensive. Crazy expensive, really nice hunting... Type coolers. All sorts of coolers. All sorts of coolers. Any any kind of cooler, thermos, um, any sort of cooling or heating apparatus for beverages, really. Um, So they released a statement basically saying they were no longer going to support, they're no longer going to sell products to the NRA. Uh, What do you think the NRA members who owned... They shot it. (laughs) Yes, all over the internet. They shot all of it. All over the internet. I would love to sit down with (laughs) anybody who wants. We're gonna and get back out, we're gonna These shoot are the same your... people who were mad at Michelle Wolf. <laughs> yeah. These are the same people who think Michelle Wolf went a bridge too far. These are the same folks that you know who Did they do a video on their NRA channel their channel? Oh I'm I need sure to watch they it. Did. Yeti coolers aren't like just a little bit more expensive than the rest of the they're... coolers. They're like doubly as expensive as yes. almost any other cooler. And they're super nice if you want to spend that money on a cooler, mm. but like that's that's crazy. Uh they cost between anywhere between two hundred and Thirteen hundred dollars, depending mm-hmm. on what you get. So there you go. Uh, all right. So yeah, I think, and I say this: if you're mad about it, I think you should always destroy your items. If you're, if you're yeah, mad, yeah, at, for yeah, sure. destroy yeah. all the stuff that you're mad at. Just, I think that's know, that's great. Shoot yeah. My laptop yeah. When I'm mad at yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Done. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this is a, just a funny story. I thought this was hilarious. Uh, earlier this year, there was an award that went out to uh, Marcio Cabral. Uh, he won an award. For for uh, photograph of the year, animals in the environment category. There's this mm-hmm. really beautiful picture of an anteater uh, at night with this transluminescent uh, like anthill, and he's atta- you know he's he's eating the ants off the anthill. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, turns out 
Uh, he was disqualified because the animal was stuffed. It was a taxidermy animal. No, and wasn't. Yeah, that. research proves the animal was fake. Taxidermy animal. Uh, and his, his who award. researched it? Like that's who I'm, that's who I'm impressed with in this story. I don't know who is the person? I want, not even the person like with the research or the expert. I want to know who the person is who was going through looking at the picture. Like wait a minute, a team of five, <laughs> a, a team of five scientists all judge the work to be fake. A conclusion he strongly denies. Uh, so there you go. Scientists. Five scientists. Well, everybody knows the scientists have a liberal bias and liberal true. agenda. And yeah. liberals yeah. hate taxidermy, yeah. so that must be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, because there's a photo of the of the other Annie in a different picture. Mm-hmm. There he is somewhere else. He's just, see, oh, maybe, so. <laughs> maybe he's just like a very social Annie. He's just all over yeah, the place. No. He's just well trained. Who knows? He's stuffed. Oh. The scientists know. The scientists <laughs> always know. Climate oh. change is real. Vaccinate your kids. Please, thank you. Uh, and uh, just, just a last story for you folks. Um, I just, I, this one tickled me. Uh, Kev, you're a big horror movie fan. You like horror movies. Yes, I do, quite a bit. Uh, Heather, do you like horror yeah, movies? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Have you guys seen the trailer for this new horror movie that's coming out? It's called yes. Heredity. Heredity. Hereditary. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's got, I'll show it to you after this if you haven't seen it. Okay. It's got Tony Collette in it. I really like her. She's, it's, it looks absolutely horrifying. People are saying everything I've read said this is like, I don't know. It's I've, I haven't seen a movie get this much hype as a horror movie almost ever. Oh, I like good horror movies. Um, well, I, I lost the article because I accidentally just deleted it as I was trying to get ready. But the point was of the article... The, the Rabbit? Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was The trailer for this movie was mistakenly aired during a screening of the... Before a screening of the family film Peter Rabbit. Oh, no. And it apparently traumatized a room oh, full of... No. And I'll tell you, like, as somebody who's seen this no. trailer... No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, think I don't even know if I do cast song. I'd be like, oh my god, I'm sorry. Oh my god, it, it, I that made me laugh. He might be his... young enough where it wouldn't register. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. depending on the sound, because there's probably a lot of. That's... It, but I'll tell you what, the best viral marketing that's ever existed. Right? Like, I want to see this movie so bad now. I'm so curious. Uh, all right, very good, folks. Uh, Heather, Kevin, you guys are the best as always. Yeah. Thank you so much. Follow Heather and Kevin on the various social media platforms: Twitter. Uh, Heather Waz one Kevin underscore Kevin Sullivan uh, or SF Doom or just follow the show at Uticast uh, made in Utica.com uh, Uticast.com for all back episodes uh, Stitcher uh, Apple Podcasts Stitcher. number one number one <laughs> number one baby uh, SoundCloud of course uh, follow us on all the platforms we're taking over the web uh, Woodstock lives keep it tight happy Rusev day sayonara humanoids uh, just you know just be nice to people on the internet. Stop being so weird and crazy on the internet world. Just, just chill out. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Go get a new car. You got a new car. Enjoy your new car, Heather. Be safe in it. Don't get in a crash. So...